Welcome so fucking posh listeners to yet another episode of the so fucking posh podcast. We back. Now this particular episode is pretty special so much so that we actually had to splice it into two separate episodes. So two parts for your enjoyment. So what you're about to hear is part one of the episode. Stay tuned. Welcome back, so fucking posh listeners. I'm your host, Vanessa Peters, and I'm blessed to have with me some delightful guests. Um, so next to me, I have Yunuqua. What's up, Yunuqua? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. And I have Tatiana. Hi. And I have Suki. Hello. Um, so in this week's episode, we unpack issues such as the Rachel Dolezal effect, the problematic idea of immigrant agricultural workers in McGraw-Hill textbooks, the thieving ways of French fashion designer Isabel Marat, and we asked the question, would you give your partner a cheating pass? So shit's about to get live, so let's get <laughs> sure. into it. Concerning Isabel Marat, I'm just gonna read an excerpt from uh, someone's Tumblr account, and they were basically ranting about the entire Isabel Marat situation, giving a little bit of context to it, and also talking about their own personal feelings. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and read it. I am beyond disgusted. A few months ago, a regional Mexican singer tweeted that she found in Saks Fifth Avenue an Isabel Marant dress that was the same as the shirts done and worn by women in the community. And I can't say this, but um, Osaka, it's a Mexican community, a Mexican tribal regional community. I'm talking exactly the same. Materials, embroidery, design, I mean everything. And today, this small community got a memo from France. Apparently, Isabel Marat copyrighted the design, so these women won't be able to reproduce it or sell it anymore. Unless they pay Marat, um, please do keep in mind, these people have been doing uh, these shirts and these designs for 300 years. So it's sad because this is an indigenous region and the Mexican law doesn't really protect these people from these types of things. It doesn't protect the jobs they've created based off of it. And it certainly doesn't protect their people and their families. So that's what was said about that. So I'm going to start with you, Yunuqua. <laughs> what is your kind of take on this sad circumstance? Morant is her name? Isabel Morant, yeah. I think Isabel's being, uh, I think she's being inconsiderate and super cheap, so to speak. Because how can you take what belongs to... Um, to a people, to a culture that, that defines who they are and then try and monetize it for your own personal gain. It speaks a lot about your character. It does, but right? some people would also argue that why didn't these people <clears throat> copyright it themselves if it was something that's been embedded in their culture for 300 years and it's so special to them, then why didn't they get, you know, I guess the good business sense to make money off of it themselves in that way, in a lawful way, if that makes sense. By all means, but yeah, you have to also look at it from the point of view that for all they know, this is a way of life. So for them, why would we have to monetize or even go about all the legal jargon and what have you just to say, like, no one can take this and make it our own, you yeah. know, versus if they were in the Western world, you know what I mean? It'd be a different, it'd be a different story, right? right? Because right off the bat, the minute that your idea is made public, you better patent pending. You better exactly because yeah. if not, someone else will do that. And unfortunately, again, in the Western world, it is what it is. It's capitalism for one, and two, it's a doggy dog world. You're either the one who is making moves and calling plays, or you're the one standing around watching, like being like, I don't know what just happened. Right. 
Like you're so, you're you're sleeping on the entire situation. Totally right. Okay, Tatiana, what about you? What do you think? I agree. Um, I just think it's wrong if I <laughs> would be coming from there. Mm-hmm. And you know, not everybody is about making money. It's mm-hmm. a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for someone in the public eye as an artist or a designer, um, it's always you do need to give credit to your inspiration. Amen. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, pay them back in some way. If you're going to take from them so, like, holy, like, give them something back. And that's not happening at all. What about you, Suki? What do you think about this situation? Uh, I think they they both make great points. But my my thought process is more like, we were talking about legal jargon and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. You know, how does your copyright in France affect them in Mexico? This is true. And you said it yourself that um, the laws in Mexico does not protect them from all that copyright infringement mm-hmm. stuff. If that same law doesn't protect them, they yeah. should be able to do whatever they want. And in order for France or whatever other uh, country to say to, to want to you know, charge them with something, you'd have to extradite them. And you think the mm-hmm. culture there would protect them for you know, sure. from that, even though there's no legal thing saying you, know, you can't copyright this or you know uh do that but and that's that's my thought process on this whole thing and her peers uh isabel what's her name again isabel Morant. yeah you know you should see that you know there's the total lack of creativity on her part definitely <laughs> you Absolutely. know definitely i'd say boycott whatever it is that she's designing but i know people would still go ahead and buy whatever they need to buy but <clears throat> yeah it's it, you're right, actually. That's a really good point that yeah. you brought up. It's a completely... It's a lack of imagination. How yeah. can you just literally rip something from somebody else yeah. and then tack, like, thousands of dollars on it and send it, sell it as couture? Yeah. Like, that's kind of ridiculous and kind of insane. And the funny thing is that a lot of people in the fashion community, they won't know the basis of where these designs came mm-hmm. from. They will think that it's absolutely... Um, you know, it's absolutely original. Like they're gonna hail this woman mm-hmm. for doing this kind of thing. And if you think about it, how many other stories like this have gone untold where Definitely. these designers have ripped designs from other people who don't yeah. have a voice, do I mean who do have more of like a grounded, more cultural sort of look and feel about things and, you know, monetize on it in such a great and grand way. Like I just I don't understand that. I researched a little bit more about it and um based off of what this woman was saying when she was ranting it's true like there's certain people this is how they this is how they make a living they don't have any other skills do you know what I mean mm-hmm. they don't they, they don't have any other ways of making money so if this is the way that they they've known and their grandmothers have known and their fathers have known and it's more of like a family affair then where do you go from there you, like, you can't copyright it it's just like telling African or Nigerian women to go copyright tie and dye designs like, yeah totally you know, it's, it's a way just, of life it's, you're not gonna copyright that you know yeah so yeah it's I think a good, and you brought up a good point so like in this day and age being completely original doesn't really exist at this point in time it's a matter of reinventing the wheel mm-hmm. so I'm totally okay you know what you go somewhere you see something you like it awesome cool great but then the fact that you don't credit where your original sources are, mm-hmm. and you brought this up too, you know, it's it's like it's, it's very selfish. It's very selfish because then really, to me, if if you're creating, you have to come from a base of some sort, of some some sort Definitely, of foundation. Yeah. And, and the fact that, that you're not willing to acknowledge that, or even right. compensate mm-hmm. the people that, to me, is it comes from a place of greed. 
again, capitalism, corporate America, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And it's just... And it's, it's, it's funny because it's not <laughs> even just you're not allowed to make these anymore. It's if you do, you, you pay, pay me money yeah. Yeah, really? to make these. I, I, I think, you know, I think it's a bluff. And I think it's one of those things where they should, uh, they're, and they probably are, they should just go on and keep on doing whatever totally. the hell it yeah. is totally. they're doing. You know, first of all, I'm sure they're not selling these things using POS systems. You're right. not handing out receipts for <laughs> yeah. like, you know, so unless you want to spend so much money to send your legal team to stand in Osaka or whatever mm-hmm. that that place is in Mexico yeah, for every material or design yeah. that is being sold. It know. just shows the level of intelligence of mm-hmm. uh, this lady here. Yeah. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like Suki said, I'm definitely, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I liked some of Isabel Marat stuff before I heard mm-hmm. about any of this. And now hearing about this, I'm completely boycotting any of her designs, <laughs> yeah. any of the things that she ever made. It's just disgusting to me. It is. It's just it is. sad and disgusting. Moving on, we're going to talk about the fetishization of mixed children. Mm. So just to kind of give you guys a little bit of context, there was a meme that was sort of rolling around. And it says, this is why Spanish women and black guys go together, look at the production. And it's a picture of two girls, yeah. girls beautiful girls, um, but mixed children, Latina and black. So you guys I call them hybrid them. babies. <laughs> you know, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> so cool. that's what is kind of on the social media interwebs yeah. uh, currently. So do you see a problem with this sort of thing or not so much? Suki, I'll start with you. I'm not sure I see a problem. I think it's just pretty much just stating the obvious. I don't even know where to see, where to go with this one. I don't see a problem with it. It's, you know, mixed babies are all definitely different from yeah. babies that are made from people of the same race. It's just like you get a Yoruba and Igbo person, you, you know, Nigerians might see it a little bit different. Or you get a Kenyan, and, and although they're all black, but they have subtle and different features that mm-hmm. some people might say, oh, you know what, this is going to look good or, you know, look a certain way. I don't yeah. see a problem in it. It's not, I think it's innocent. It's not sexual in any way, at least mm-hmm. from my from my perspective. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. part of the argument with these, and I follow like a lot of like black feminists yeah. and um, you know people of that mm, sort of like yeah. nature <laughs> on Twitter and all sorts of social media things, and what they the rhetoric and the discussion basically was they felt as though this meme and the pictures in particular were sort of sexualizing these children in a way, okay. and they also felt like it's almost like you're pitting one thing up against the other so basically saying okay this child that is mixed is better or looks better than a child that is a mono race right like a Mm non-mixed child i mean they're ugly mixed babies too so yeah (laughs) (laughs) like so i don't so i didn't even i didn't even see from that perspective of putting you know this uh, mixed baby against like a black or caucasian or an asian baby i just saw it as oh interesting mix you're gonna look a little bit different but Welcome to the club, right? So You know, th- yeah. this stems from our previous discussion in the sense of that I feel like a lot of the time it seems as if these things on the internet or on social media are always trying to pull us apart <laughs> and segregate and pinpoint when in reality it's like, why can't it be like, man, look at this beautiful child. We brought the best of both worlds together and this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like black babies versus white babies versus Asian babies versus hybrid babies versus like why is this even an issue Mm -hmm. a spanish person and a black and a black person or an african individual are in love and they produce this beautiful child end of discussion Mm -hmm. i agree you know like why does it have to be elaborate (laughs) i was just gonna say that you shouldn't be basing your 
love towards someone according to their race. So, you know, like you, you know? said, it doesn't matter what race they are as long as you're in love. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like, and, and, and if you produce an orange baby versus a, a what? A purple baby, like, who, like, why does it matter? Yeah. And you know what? With you guys saying this, you're saying it from a perspective where it's like, I love this person. Mm-hmm. I made a baby. I, I happen to be black and that person happens to be white. Or I happen to be black and that person happens to be Asian. And we made a baby. And guess mm-hmm. what? You get mixed babies when <laughs> yeah. you're, that's just what happens, right? Yeah. So from that perspective, that's completely valid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think here as well, some things that I was seeing was, uh, there will be men and these men, men, men and women that will have mixed children with other races because they feel like for whatever reason, it's going to make these children better or it's going to better them in a way, if that makes sense. Like it's not, it's not out of love. It's out Mm. of this mixed hybrid is better than me or it's better than my race or it's better (laughs) than, you know, the, the race of my parents. That's true. People shouldn't have children, yeah. right? And, there, and, there, and there's and there's a lot of and there and there will be a lot of men and women that'll be like, well, at least you know my kid's got good good hair. It's got mixed hair, like things things like that. Like that sort of rhetoric is rampant. Like it, that's the sole reason that a lot of people, right? Not like intellectual beings as, as yourselves, but a lot of people will have kids. That's the only reason because they feel like. Having this mixed child is the greatest accomplishment I'll ever achieve in my entire life because well, they're literally doing—they're literally not doing anything with their lives, and they feel like this is the biggest and best thing that they could do because it's so different, or this child is so rare, or this child is so much better, or whatever. Sounds like we're breeding I, cattle or something. I agree <laughs> or, with what you're saying. <laughs> but at the same time, my mom felt like mm-hmm. what you described. Um, my mom is a darker complexion. Mm-hmm. And my both of my parents are well educated. My mom has her MBA. My dad has, has his PhD in engineering. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom is was inclined toward my dad also because he's lighter skin because she didn't want me to suffer as much racism as she did growing up. Yeah. Um, we're back home in Madagascar mm-hmm. or um, in the states where she studied. So. And it's, that's, and it's that's a hard topic. It is, and that's a that's mm. a valid fact too. Because Very valid. a lot of people mm. will do that because, well, if you're colorism, right? Being darker mm. versus lighter, it's been proven that if you're lighter, you get treated better because you're considered prettier. Versus if you're darker, you're con- you're treated worse because you're considered not pretty. And that stems all the way back to the days of slavery, where yep. the house niggas were in the house because they were lighter because all the slave masters were raping all of the all these women and giving you know they had kids versus the. Um, the slaves that were out in the fields and they were darker because the sun was beating down on them all day right so that whole like dichotomy stemmed from there and it is so deep in the north american society in this north american mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. that just like what you said tatiana a lot of people think like that where you know if my kid is lighter skinned they're gonna have a better chance in life than if they're darker skinned where they won't have a chance at all or it'll at least be much much harder for them to well, with survive. how today is, um, we have we're lucky we live in Canada. We have so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the color of your skin doesn't matter anymore. So it's about putting the effort into accomplishing mm-hmm. your goals and working mm-hmm. hard and studying. Mm-hmm. I think it still matters in Canada a bit, though. Just Canadians, just you know. they're so Canadian about it, you know, so subtle, so nice. Sometimes you're confused that (laughs) if they're being racist or not, you know? Yeah, it's subtle. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, going with Tatiana, you raised some great points, and I agree with you 100%. The reality of it is, like it or not, 
you are always going to be judged. It doesn't That's matter. True. I mean, yeah. if we're sitting in bumfuck Africa right now and a white person walks in, everyone's going to think and judge. And if we're sitting in, no offense, if we're sitting in northern BC and a black person walks through the door, guess what? He's going to be looked at and judged. Don't it doesn't tell matter. me about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, it, it, like, like it or not, yeah. like it or not, you okay. judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, right? However, though, and you brought it up, I like to think that those of us that are educated and and have a very broad world of view, you know, you see someone of a different color, ethnicity, and hopefully the mindset is, wow, someone different. Let me go and learn what they're about, what they've gone through, their experiences, versus you being closed-minded and shallow when it's like, wow, they're different. I want nothing to do with that. Hmm. And I feel like sometimes that is, unfortunately, that is the reality that we live in. Yes, we're in Canada, and Suki, you brought it up, but it's still there. Mm. Like, like it or not, it's actually know? it's actually so much so that do any of you guys watch Being Mary Jane? Pro no, no, no. In Being Mary Jane, Mary Jane, who's a s- successful, beautiful black woman, she has a niece, and this niece is like a yeah. fatter, darker skinned black woman, and she had two children, one by a black guy, and then one by an Asian guy, and it was said in that like in that show that. Like, I had this child with this Asian guy because I didn't feel pretty and I wanted to sort of feel pretty through my child mm. and I wanted to feel like I've done something with my life. But that, that kind of rhetoric, like, it was said in that show and the only reason it was brought up was because it happens. Like, mm-hmm. it's common enough that they could, you know, put it as a storyline for her entire life and just the way she sees things and why she does things the way that she does. And I would honestly say, too, that people who use that sort of thing as a motivation to have a child like with somebody outside of your race it's a self-esteem issue as well right? oh for sure it's self-image it's a, it's a self-image thing where you feel like the world is telling you that you're so ugly and you're not worth anything at all that you feel like this is your only chance even though it's not going to be like in your own life where mm-hmm. you've done something you're this is your only chance to like pass something on to your child but you're not really passing anything on to your child you're just really sort of living vicariously through them in a way because your self-image is kind of suppressed. Like, it, you just don't feel like, you know, you're worth shit or whatever. If anything, is. you're putting a burden on that child. Right. And putting false expectations. Yeah. So, you know, I just, again, that's another sort of sad thing. Um, but again, like like I said, like there, I think there's a line, right, between the reasons. It all comes down to the reasons that you're doing it, right? Like, there's the right reasons and there's, there's the wrong reasons. If you're having a mixed child with a guy that's from a different race because you love him, you're going to get married and you guys are going to live happily ever after, totally valid. Mm-hmm. But if you're having, um, you know, a child with a guy and you don't necessarily love him, but he's of a different race and he's interested in having sex with you, whether he wants to be in a relationship with you or not is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But hey, he's he wants to have sex with me. I'll, I'll make sure that I have a kid because he's of a different race and then this kid is going to be my trophy. For the rest of my life. <laughs> trophy kids. Wow. You know? It's it, trophy kids. That's what it is. It's trophy kids. Yeah. Right? And that kind of thing, it just says a lot. It says more about, you know, the parent than who kind of facilitated that entire thing mm-hmm. versus the kid and, you know, the situation that happens after. So, so um, moving on, uh, you guys have heard about Rachel Dolezal. We kind of talked about her a little bit beforehand. Yeah. Um, I'll show you guys a picture of her just so you guys know who I'm talking about, just in case you haven't uh, seen her at all. Um, so as you can see, she sort of looks like 
ambiguously colored, mm-hmm. very curly hair. It's very orange. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's very, like she could be a hybrid, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know what she looks like? She could be mixed, for sure. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure is the look she was going for when she decided to tan her skin as much as she did. Rachel Dolezal is, I mean, what does Wikipedia say about her? Rachel Dolezal um, is an American civil rights activist and former Africana studies instructor. Uh, she was the president of the NAACP, that's the National Association for the Advancement of Color People, for Black People, um, in the chapter in Spokane. Spokane isn't even too far from us. Um, so basically, she was outed for being Black. Oh, sorry, she was outed for being white. <laughs> Though she was pretending to be black. And when I say pretending, I mean she says that she has um, black parents. She says that she has black kids. She says that her husband is black. Or I think her husband is black. I'm not sure. But she basically kind of formed this whole world around her where she was just like encapsulated in black people and blackness. And she completely neglected to mention the fact that her parents are actually white. That she's actually white. That her her parents, I think, adopted like... um, a black son or black yeah. children or something like that. So I think maybe that's where her influence started, if not much earlier. Um, but she's basically delusional and she thinks that she's like, you know, I, she really thinks that, yeah. you know, if she pretends it enough, it's going to happen. Like it's mm-hmm. actually, that's going to be her reality. Like she is actually black and she was able to pass as a black person for a very long time. I because, think she even got a scholarship to a black college or oh, something. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Like, to me, that's amazing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's it, it, it's one thing to just sort of look black and mm-hmm. then you can sort of pass, but she put effort into this. Mm-hmm. Like She changed her hair. She changed her skin tone. She probably even changed the way she... T- she changed almost everything about herself yeah. to fit this sort of idea that she has in her head about who she wants to be, not who she is, but who she wants to be. And essentially, she became that. Okay, first of all, what do you... What what do you guys think? Of, let's start with Tatiana. What do you think about this? Like, is this insane to you? Or it is. is um, I just can't imagine someone going through so much effort just to pretend to be something else, some or something you're not. Yeah, that's just I blows my mind. It, it <laughs> I really don't know does. what to say. Uh, other than it's very surprising. Yeah, I mean, I would understand if someone was trying to pass to be a white person because hey white people they're chilling in this world like everything is just sort of handed to them why not right but to pass to be a black person which is basically a race that has sort of been oppressed and they don't get things easier than other people it's sort of like it goes against the grain in a Mm -hmm. way like it's not it's not common like it's it's not something that really happens nuke what do you think uh mind is blown in one (laughs) sense but then you know it's 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 interesting because then when you're when you're in Africa, you get sometimes a lot of, and I'm just going to say females, that maybe a darker complexion, but they try to have lighter skin. Right. And Nobody says anything. And no one really questions it there. But the but I'll throw in here is those women in Africa aren't trying to change, I guess, everything about them. You know, they're just trying to make their skin lighter versus here you have... A different mindset, a different attitude, a different um, physical attributes. Pretending and so forth. you don't have black, white parents. Yeah, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but then, mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what to communicate really when yeah. push comes to shove. 
Suki, what do you think is the most sort of like crazy part of this entire phenomenon? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to think it's crazy at all. Like, I think I was just thinking about some bullshit in my head, but I might as well vocalize it. I mean, <laughs> we live in like an age of extreme acceptance. You know, if someone, yeah. you know, I'm not saying the recall, but if someone can wake up one day and say, I don't want to be a boy anymore. I want to be a girl. Yeah. I mean, who's Rachel Dozel not to say, you know what? I'm actually not white. My reality is that I'm black. You yeah. know, totally. like, you know, who are we to say? But really? you know, you know what? There was, and I'd read this a, a few times, so it's going to yeah. take me a little time to sort of like mud through it. But I did read that beforehand, I guess before her transition, let's mm-hmm. say, um, when she was, I guess, in university, she tried to sue the university or sue somebody in the university saying that she was being discriminated against for being white. So she was basically trying to pull the, I'm white, you can't do that card in that case. Okay. So I think a lot of people, I mean, yeah, okay, it's weird that you decided to do that if that was just the case. Mm -hmm. But the fact that there's this situation where she was like, I'm a white person, you can't do this to me. Why would you do this to me? And she she was vocal about it at that point and then decides to now all of a sudden flip the script, pretend to be a different race, pretend to have all these different situations happening to her. When they weren't necessarily happening, maybe a light bulb moment. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that—that's what a lot of people couldn't really grasp. Mm-hmm. That's what they couldn't really get their head around. If you, if you want to be one thing, like think about it this way: if um there is a transgender person, say like a male to female transition. Yeah. If they want to transition, they're never gonna have those like one eighties draining <laughs> during the time they're transitioning. Yeah. If yeah. you know you want to be a girl. You're going to, slowly but surely, you're going to get there. There's yeah. not going to be, like, that sort of change and back mm-hmm. and forth a lot of the time. But for her, in this situation, it happened at least once where mm-hmm. she was so vocal about the sort of situation. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, she's changing this, changing her story. I, at the same time, I think um, I'm all about doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So if that makes her happy... And she goes and do things to change people's yeah. view about being colored and helping the community. Then I could argue that what she's doing is good too. Mm-hmm. That's well, and, I've, and I've heard and I've heard that argument too, where what she's doing is actually positive for the black community mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she wants to be black so bad that she becomes black, mm-hmm. and it's a rarity. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's hard to... Okay, Nuke, you say what you want to say because I'm having a hard time vocalizing. Well, it's funny you said what you said, Tatiana, because in one sense... Okay, on one side of the spectrum, I'm like, that's a slap in the face to God. And me being a man of faith, I'm like... Good. If if, if, if this is the way God created you to be, embrace who you are. And no one's saying, don't fall in love with the African culture. Mm -hmm. No one's saying that. Be what God created you to be. And then after that, embrace yourself in that culture. And if you want to be the head of the black delegation, so be it. Mm-hmm. Do it no one's stopping you. Are. You know what I mean? Are, yeah. Do yeah. it who you are. Yeah. Be a white young lady or woman who, who, who stands for black rights for all the right reasons. Not because you have some ulterior motive or you're not sure who you really are. So you're masking it with the black culture and because they're so accepting of it and they accept you. So now you feel... No. So that's one side of the spectrum. But then the other side of the spectrum, I agree with you, Tati. Like, if, if, if that's truly what makes you happy and you have one life to live and so forth and so on, then do it. But just make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons. I mean, who is it really hurting at the end of the day? Right? And that's the other thing. She's being positive and proactive with it. It's not like she's being disruptive and making a bad name for the African-American culture mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. So, but when push comes to shove, I'm going to lean with my first argument. Like, 
God created you one way. Mm-hmm. Stick to that. And then if your hobbies are African American culture and history and so forth and so on, awesome, sweet. But don't try and like I don't know. Completely mm-hmm. transcend it. Exactly. People were calling her transracial. You know how they say Trans- transgender. <laughs> <laughs> like, people were like, "I'm going to be transracial." Well, that's, that. that's a good term. That's you know? a good term for it. I was actually watching um, this like sort of you know one of those like quick sort of interviews that people do like on a on a like news like they catch someone outside like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Like yeah. that kind of thing. They caught she was going somewhere and they caught her and they started asking her questions and she was answering them and then they asked her, "Are you white?" And she was like. Uh, and then yeah, they asked yeah. again, "Are you white?" And she, I quote, said, "I don't understand the question." Yeah, yeah I think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't understand the question. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Is you know what? Maybe, what maybe because she's about? so black, she's like, "Look, <laughs> what do you see right here?" I'm like, as black as they yeah, come. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> That's hilarious. Whenever I don't want to be confronted with anything, I'm like, I don't. Understand <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Before. Yeah. Oh, so, sort of leading, coming off of the heels of all of that, and sort of leading into the question of should white people lead black organizations? The general um, argument against is that white people receive more opportunities for positions of power in society already. So why should they have positions of power in, say, a black student union on campus? Only black person can properly speak about the black experience, and whichever black person is the most qualified to be a leader should be picked. So again, this sort of like leans towards the argument of white privilege, like white people get everything already, let us have this, this is ours, sort of thing. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. So that's the argument against. And then the argument for is let's make it less about race and more Mm -hmm. about the movement. If a white person feels the need to champion uh, racial equality um, just as much as a black person does, then so be it. I mean, there shouldn't be like a right and wrong and there shouldn't be a need to separate all people who want the same thing. So those are the two arguments um, with that. And Kind of going back to the argument against um, Gil Scott Heron. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's like a poet. He's like an American poet. I think he's dead now. He actually had part of his song was in a sample of one of um, Kanye West's songs, Who Will Survive in America. Mm-hmm. That entire sort of like excerpt is Gil Scott Heron. And basically, I listened to the whole thing. I love Gil Scott Heron. And basically, um, in one of like his manifestos, he was saying that white people cannot help in the black movement. Like, like, if you want to help in the black movement, just stand aside and watch it because we need to do it by ourselves. I think ourselves, that's flawed, basically. though. Because even Martin Luther King, you know, white preachers, help, you know, they, they help the movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't say, you know, they can't be part of the movement, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Luke, what do you think? What's your... On which topic? Because there's so many. I'm not sure. Um, on, on whether white people should be able to lead black organizations or should we just leave that to black people? I mean, generally, black people are the leaders of black organizations by majority. The but... most qualified individual should get the position. Okay. Regardless of skin color. Because I'm looking from the point of view, for example, I've, I haven't grown up in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So let's say I was to be part of the black delegation, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But yet, guess what? There's a white boy who's grown up in Zimbabwe his entire life. Mm-hmm. And he knows, and, 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 and he's seen both the good and bad of black and white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And from his point of view, he's passionate about what it means to be black or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And he wants to lead that. Guess what? If he knows more about Africa and, and African politics and so forth and so on, and he's most qualified, mm-hmm. hey, amen to it. Mm-hmm. Again, if he's coming from a place of I'm doing this for all the right reasons, mm-hmm. then so be it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, versus for me, I like to think me being who I am and having the self-image that I have, I'm not going to sit there and be like, he's white. He shouldn't be able to lead the black delegation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because then again, because then again, like, I'm going to come back to it. I feel like, again, it's this issue of like, it always comes back to like color and race and segregating Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, how can we bring everybody together? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and if you have this white individual or this Asian individual, I don't know who mm-hmm. wants to rally mm-hmm. and be behind the cause. Why not? So, we're, so we, he's the most passionate one, and yet we're gonna say no. You shouldn't lead us to victory. I mean, I, in my right? opinion, if he's the most passionate one, then there's something really wrong somewhere. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> f- fair. How so? <laughs> huh? How, How so? so? Yeah. Well, it's just <laughs> you. You say you have. Uh, a, a movement for black people. Mm-hmm. If you, as a black person or colored yeah. individual, are not passion, you're not passionate enough for your own cause. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you don't want to breathe, it's I don't okay. Even... But this passion was the wrong word. Okay, most qualified. Qualified. Most qualified. Uh, right? Because 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 we could, we could argue right now, mm-hmm. right? That yes, we are all let's say university educated. Okay. Right. Yeah. We all are. But let's just say, for sake of argument, the Asian dude walks through the door, mm-hmm. and he's done a PhD in, mm-hmm. in African politics, or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. He's worked, he's worked in Africa and so forth yeah. and so on. And I'm sitting here saying, I haven't lived more than six months in Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I <laughs> you, do you see the saying. difference? Yes, yes, we're both passionate. Mm-hmm. And we're all here because we want to make Africa better as a whole. But no right? matter how qualified this individual is, okay. I think you'll never see it really from a black person's perspective. perspective. Right. Okay. You can you never, okay. can never yeah. wear those glasses. I, 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 okay. I, I, you that's, know? that's the point I want to start to because I do agree okay. with you. Yeah. So, Nuke, I want to ask you. Yeah. So, say there are two people that want to vie for the um, president of the Black Student Union. Yeah. And one of them is a white guy. Yeah. Completely qualified. Yeah. But doesn't quite have the passion doesn't have the experience hasn't mm-hmm. no one's ever called him a nigger a day in his life so yeah. how how would he know how that targets your heart yeah. you know what i mean versus um a black guy who has all the passion but doesn't really know about the movement doesn't have the experience doesn't have you know the qualifications let's say which would you want as your black i wouldn't pick person? i wouldn't pick either of them you wouldn't because because that's i'll tell you right now because <laughs> with the white boy per se to say white boy right i want to know that He's gone through the struggle. If he's from freaking a rich family and he's never struggled, then no, because that's not part of what it means, in my mind, to be a black individual. Because you know that that kind right? of thing happens a lot. You know that, right? Where For people sure. just want things on their resume because it looks good. And that's what I'm but saying. That's what I'm saying. Not, no, 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 no. Okay, fine. This white boy better have gone through the struggle. He better have like. But how could he have gone through the struggle when he's not in, black? In whatever, in whatever capacity. But and what, okay, so question then, so question then, for for a young so black man or woman, specify the struggle. Exactly, that's what I'm gonna say. What is <laughs> okay, the struggle? Okay, what okay. is the struggle then? So, so, yeah. so, the, so the struggle Sorry. is this. Yeah, I, I guess. So I so the struggle is basically what? having racial slurs like you know nigger and things like that being you know said to you, being said you know someone okay. like say, say like you know you're a black girl and your name is. Um, Latoya and some white person's like hey Laquisha and it's like that's not my fucking name but you said that on purpose to make it sound more ghetto of and course to, and you know what I mean to make me sound bad when that's not my name at all little things like that do you know what I mean like yeah. microaggressions that totally. basically stems from <laughs> a, a, a racist point of view from other people yeah. a white person's never gonna experience that because they don't have that 
they're not in that position in life. But, but, but guess what? White people get bullied just as much as black people get bullied. But it's being a different... bullied, but being but bullied, saying, being a black student union are different. No, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying though, like, white people get picked on, Asian people get picked on, black people get picked on. But the like, reason just, why they get picked on is different. different. Totally, but needless to say, it's a struggle. Right? I think it's just a human struggle. Like, right? I, like, I went snowboard. Every time I go to a ski resort... You get looked at. <laughs> I'm the only, like... Black brother, of course. Rebel, I was in Revelstoke for, like, pretty much the whole week. I was the only black person... For miles. In the town. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, but... maybe you should come sometime. <laughs> but look, I was in Revelstoke. I talked to this... I went down this trail. Like, it's, like, 45 minutes out of time. I talked to this one chick. And I'm like, hey, it was nice to meet you. She was pretty cool and all. Like, we had her dogs playing. And she's like, I'm pretty sure, like, if I don't remember your name, I'm pretty sure I'll find you in town. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I was like, that's pretty cool. But at the same it's time, unique. I was kind of confused. Yeah. I was like, is this a good thing? Yeah. Or a bad thing? <laughs> Have you seen a good looking black guy around here? He's about my height. Has a big dog. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's oh, just one goodness. of those things. I, I okay, even so know. I'll pose the same yeah. question that I posed to Nuke to you. Mm-hmm. So in that, in those same circumstances, would, who would you elect for your black student? You know, uh, honestly, it's a black organization. Mm-hmm. I'll pick the black guy. You know, sometimes even if you're hiring someone for a job, uh, I find like even in the work environment, sometimes they would pick the person with less experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you have you've not been tainted with like Fair. your own bias, Touché. Touché. like your own Touché. like you know you're not all caught up in your own ways, you're not sure. setting your ways type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, and it's a black organization. If that's the if that's the most qualified black person, okay, mm-hmm. you know that's the guy I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. You know. It's for me. It's just pretty much cut and dry right there. So, so questions. Okay, so I have a question then. Yeah. So assuming, assuming that all we have is both individuals' resumes, mm-hmm. right? And the white boy, for example, mm-hmm. his name is Pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the black boy's name is Marcus. Hey, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Just example. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Okay, you know what? I'm playing devil's advocate. Cool, now. cool. So in my in my mind, I'm yeah. thinking, okay, a black it's a black organization. Yeah. Only black people are applying to this thing. Yeah. Or you know they should be. Yes. And I'll go with the most qualified then, because that goes back to my <laughs> same response. Yeah. That I am picking the most qualified black person, mm-hmm. and because I'm not, I don't know. I'm under the assumption that yeah. only black people are applying to this position. Okay. I'm picking the most, what is in my mind, the most qualified black person. If Marcus is more qualified, yeah. I'm picking him. And if whatever, Bilay. Bilay. <laughs> you get that but in I, there. I don't understand how his name affects... Because... It's just, because the same, almost... just the same way black names affect, you know, pe- black people when they're applying I for mean, jobs. Just sometimes I think, you know, does my name make a difference when I send out resumes? I don't send out much resumes, but I hear people sometimes sure. say, like, you know, they changed your name from uh, Ngozi to, like, Janet. Yeah. I'm just like, you know. I mean, that's why my name or is Vanessa. M- yeah. could be something completely different. Or, like, if I have a kid, I'll give him the most African name out there. Just, so it stands just, out. Yeah. But I don't know how that's going to affect the kid, but, you know. Some okay. Let's give her a chance to talk. So what mm-hmm. do you, what's your take on <laughs> Like... You said it's a black organization. Mm-hmm. Um, companies usually go with the person that represents them the best. Mm-hmm. I would have to go with the 
black men or women applying yeah. for the position. I mean, to be um, honest, of course I, I want you to have those like views where you support the black movement just as much as black people support their mm-hmm. own movement. Of course. Do you know what I mean? But to have a white person as a leader for a black organization, it's like if there was a black leader for a white organization, there would be uproar. People, mm-hmm. you wouldn't hear the end of it. Oh, that's wrong. It doesn't make sense. It's just that that does third. That the third. So I just feel like that double standard it exists, and I feel like we need to equalize it. Yeah, but you know what? Though? It, it, it only standard. exists because we keep allowing it to exist. Well, what do you mean? Like you just said, if there was a black guy who's leading a white organization, organization you'd be like, oh, this doesn't make. It doesn't make any sense. Fact, not, like right? a, bl- a black guy should not be leading a white organization. Of course, of course. But CEO but, but, of Pepsi would never go and say, "Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to, you know, also run Coke while I'm at it." You know, it's not okay. Fair. After, <laughs> I, I guess just from my point of view, I'm just trying not to like go with the race. Go with race, race and judge and assume all these stereotypes and stuff. Because guess what? Coming from a man of faith, but also just like, you know what? Not even having faith. Every time you point a finger at someone, you got two more pointing at you. Yeah, yeah. Like it or not. And, and, if, and if that's what we're going to always base it on, because that's how we've always done it, then how are we moving forward as a people? How are we moving forward as a culture? How are we moving forward as humanity? Good question. I, I like <laughs> right? the way you pose that. Is, Look, is, is I'm, saying? In my daily life, I don't think race uh, really matters i know and i see where you're coming from but there's sometimes that things happen and i get really confused so i mm-hmm. just i'm so perplexed i'm not sure if race on because say you were saying the laquisha and latoya thing. yeah mm-hmm. you know so, someone can make an honest mistake and call totally. kate uh katrina instead mm-hmm. you know and katrina might, or kate might get mad and be like hey you know what my name is uh, Kate, not Katrina. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't do that. I'm not white trash or some bullshit like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, right? And but then some, or and then Latoya might that same thing might happen to Latoya, and she's like, oh, this girl's racist. Oh no, she didn't go there. You know, yeah, all that yeah. type of shit. And sometimes that those things happen to me, and I, I just I always it makes me happier. I just say, you know what? Maybe this person just made an honest mistake because totally. for me thinking the other way around, it just like drives me nuts, you know? Cause it's crazy. It's, you know? You, you, well, okay, look, and I, I'm coming from a place of the book four agreements. Mm-hmm. And, and in this, he says, don't assume, don't take anything personally, yeah. do your best and be impeccable with your word. Yeah. And, and, and in this book, what he's saying is, you know what? Most people don't mm-hmm. know what they don't know. Oh yeah. So if we just if and not to assume, but if someone makes an honest, sincere mistake, hopefully with sit with pronouncing my name, I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's racist. You're rude. You don't care about black culture. Maybe like you know what? It's Yunuqua. Mm-hmm. I get it. You probably never heard that before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 I will try and make an effort to educate you mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna take it personally. But but what if right? the person doesn't make an effort? Then? Well, then that's where like, now you have shown your true colors yeah. and like, okay. I want nothing to do with you, yeah. or whatever the case may be. But until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume. You know what? God doesn't make trash, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm gonna assume that you you are being honest and sincere, and you're asking my name or trying to pronounce it. You're innocent until proven guilty, right? True. Well, that's what they right? say. Right? <laughs> and but it's hard though. And, yeah. and, and you, the life of someone like Jesus, mm-hmm. and isn't that how we treat everybody? Treat True. everybody the way you want to be treated. True. Right. But that doesn't happen all the time. I mean, well, that's how I should. But, but that, <laughs> does right? that mean that you should not? You that, know? Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. Yeah. And, it's, mm-hmm. and that's really what I'm that saying. Sort of behavior, but 
this is like you said, this is a doggy dog world. People totally, really and don't give a fuck at the end of the day. It's unfortunate though, because the reality of it is, we can live, we could have a life like that. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It involves people consistently, mm-hmm. you know, and respect versus being ignorant, mm-hmm. shallow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just for me, like 2016. Mm-hmm. Those are the goals that I want to be. Yeah. You know. Where I kind of start and finish with this whole topic is in selecting a student body president for the <laughs> student union. Yeah. If the person yes. is white, my question starts and ends at is this person going to get me? No. Or not? And the know. answer is totally. no. Totally. Yeah. Do I mean with little like workplace microaggressions if white people say certain things about my hair or something ignorant or mm. they say like, you know, just something ignorant. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, sometimes a white person will get it and sometimes they won't. Mm-hmm. And there's just certain things that I honestly just feel like not every single white person can relate to. It's it's just not possible. We just don't experience the same life. So not that black people always experience the same life, but in some sort of vein, we experience some of the same similarities. And I feel like a white person leading that organization won't understand it. They may have all the qualifications in the world. Mm. They may have read every single history textbook that relates to slavery um, all the way back to the 1600s. But... That doesn't mean that there's experience and then there's a, in a job, right? There's yeah. experience and then there's um, your qualifications, like what you did in school, like whether you have that certification mm-hmm. or not, right? And in that situation, there's certification, but there's not the experience. Okay, so assuming that they have the experience. How are they going to have the experience? And don't start talking about that bullying shit again, don't. <laughs> I'm not talking about bullying. I'm I, don't, I don't think they can have, ever have the, the experience. experience. Even white white Africans, which That's are what mostly South Africans, South Africa, whatever, Zimbabwe, they, do, they don't get the same experience. They can't have the same experience they, they because cannot. remember what Africa side is. There's still Apartheid, racism. yeah, for There's sure. There's still racism in those countries. Or in those, totally. uh, now, let me tell you something. A yeah, white sure. South African comes to, uh, goes to the U.S. Yeah. or goes to the... Comes to Canada. First off the bat, if there's a police officer, they're not looking at him like a you know like they would look at a black black American or yeah. an African individual. So that experience is not there. Yeah. They they never feel the they need to you know see a police officer coming and cross over or you know you know start you know mm-hmm. getting all their documents ready just because they think <laughs> you know they might get pulled over some, yeah. some bullshit. So they although they're Africans in the technical sense, totally. they can never fully embrace what it feel, means to be. Yeah, okay, you know what? I, yeah. I completely agree with that. Okay, well, we're going to leave that topic behind and mm-hmm. we're going to move on to the next <laughs> one. I feel like we spent more than enough time on that. Yeah. So, McGraw-Hill textbook. So, McGraw-Hill is that math and science, you know, regular school textbooks that you would get. Um, so, I think in, the, in their history textbook, um, what is happening is they're describing Africans captured into slavery and forced to work during the 1500s to 1800s as immigrant workers. And I'm using air quotations while I'm saying this because it's nonsense. Um, they're likening them to European and Hispanic immigrants. So in my opinion, it's nonsense that they're softening the blow of the reality of slavery in these textbooks. And they're erasing the history a lot by just sort of delineating everything to immigrant workers rather than, you know, saying everything or not everything, but at least like giving some reference to the fact that they were slaves and slavery did happen for two centuries. Mm -hmm. So, um, sorry, Texas also passed a law saying that um these historical events in like these textbooks they can be withheld mm. like they don't have to be put in these textbooks which, mm-hmm. is, which is part of the reason why mm. mcgraw hill is one of the textbook um, oh, companies that, that went ahead and did that so what is to touch on what's your opinion on this sort of like censorship of this sort of <laughs> <laughs> this sort of situation i don't think um 
we should be sheltering children to true events. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be exposed to what happened and especially something this big, mm-hmm. something um, millions of people suffered from. Yeah, I, I think I think it's infuriating that Texas passed a law to, to put these put these in these textbooks. I mean, sure, you can get like information from slavery anywhere, Google, whatever. But these are textbooks that people are forced to read. And let's face it, a lot of people don't like to read. So if they're not forced to read these textbooks, they're not going to get information from anywhere else. And generations, you know, below us that are coming up, right? If this sort of thing is censored in this way, wipe out the history of wipe out two hundred years yeah. of like atrocities that happened to an entire race one race of people and call them like immigrant workers like what the fuck is that like i don't even i can't even begin to like grasp like i can't even begin to get my head around how or like how that would even make sense for me you know what are you what are you ruminating about over there <laughs> i think that uh i agree with Tatiana 100 percent. it's it doesn't make any sense um What's this? How does the saying go? In order to know where you're going, you need to know where you're from. Where you're from, you know, and whatnot. And like it or not, America's history is rooted in the African American slavery. Yeah. Like it or not, you know. And to dismiss it, to sweep it under the rug, is a slap in the face. Yeah. To all of the hard work that had to be done. Mm hmm. You know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Yeah. You know, it's just disrespectful when push comes to shove. It's completely disrespectful. I think that um, in order to move on and learn from um, the 200 years, you need to accept the Mm -hmm. past and accept whatever, what happened Mm -hmm. and face the truth and move on and learn. And so in order for... A future generation to do that, they need to know what happened. Yeah, they need Amen. to know that slavery was Amen. Uh, happening. Yeah, and guess what? It still happens today. It still happens today. Yes. Guess what? It, it it may not be with Africans, but it happens in Asia. Mm-hmm. It happens in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just unfortunate because a lot of people think slavery has died, and it doesn't exist. It exists. Yeah, you know, and and unfortunately, the voices that are still involved in, sl- in slavery aren't loud enough. Yeah. That's why you don't hear about it. Yeah. Suki, what do you think? Uh, like I've, I've said today, we just live in, a, in an age of extreme acceptance. You don't want to hurt some uh, specific group's feelings or you, you say something to appease them. And, you know, I guess Texas doesn't want to hurt it. It's, you know, whatever. It's But it's so funny because Texas is still one of the most racist states in it's, all of it America. It sure is, mm-hmm. which makes sense because... They're the most racist state, but you know, let's not generalize and say everyone yeah. living in Texas is no. racist. But we can let we can assume that a good portion of Texans might be racist, mm-hmm. right? And what does it make sense if you're living in an age of extreme acceptance? You want to make sure that your people, you're appeasing, you know, the people that you're speaking to the most. It's just mm-hmm. like politicians, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama can say like you know have his views on. Uh, lesbian gay whatever transgender community yeah. I don't, who knows what his real personal views are if that's if what his policy 
Exactly. Is uh, if his policy and his personal views are aligned, you know what? Good for him. He's never gonna slip up. You know, mm-hmm. but like if you're just doing it to appease the like people, you know the, the masses. people, you know that's the age we're just living in a in an age where people are not real. And McGraw Hill, you know what are they gonna do? Want to sell more? Yeah. Let's appease the people. There's a law, you know that that's stipulating that we shouldn't say this. You know what? Want to sell our textbooks in the yeah. state? What are we gonna do? Let's appease the people. Let's accept. Yeah. You know. That's so funny. And and I mean, I get it. I'm pulling away. Yeah. From the topic, but yeah. that that frustrates me so much that we're in this era of acceptance, because then guess what? You have all these. It's like man, you, your core values and what you should be saying versus not saying, what you should be doing versus mm-hmm. not doing, gets totally skewed. And pulls us away from what is truly supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. Case in point, with these test books, slavery happened. Let's not sweep it under the rug. Embrace it, acknowledge it, like Tatiana said, and let's move forward from there. Totally. You know, versus what? Let's let's just numb it. Let's pretend it never happened. We'll sweep it under the rug. We'll and we'll keep the majority of our stakeholders happy. You know what I mean? That's all. And everyone's good. And the rest of them, uh, well, it's okay. okay. I'm gonna go off kilter here for a bit. <laughs> Do it, man. <laughs> Do it. Um, so I was I was watching a, a show, uh, just a snippet the other day, and there was a show about I think there was something that, it was racially inclined and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they asked this uh, Polynesian individual mm-hmm. something about a picture of a black man, mm-hmm. and there was a lady before him, and she said. Uh, you know, looks like a nice guy, has a twinkle in his eye, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They asked this Polynesian guy, and he says, you know, I don't like him because he's black. Wow. And, you know, see, that's that's the thing that bugs me. You saying, wow, mm-hmm. that bugs me. I'm happy that he said, I don't like him because he's black. That is my type of guy, you know? That what is real about... Oh, you, you know? mean, like, like being, even though he's racist, be real about it. Like, he's tell me, tell it. me how much okay. you hate black people. Okay. You know, let me, let me, you know, let, let's be on the same level, level. here, you know? Just, As opposed to right now, today, you say anything, you know, you're, you're front, you know, in, in the front, you're pro... Uh, equality and bullshit, but everything you do on the backside is, for you sure. know. I'm so, so for the record, I'm saying wow because I just feel sad that he feels that way. Period, inside or out. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, if I that's how he feels, I agree with you. If that's if you're that's, gonna be racist, please be openly know, racist so we know what who you are. Much, so then we can stay much. away from you, ostracize you, and eventually you'll die. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't even really need to ostracize. If that's the way he feels. You know what? Like they say, where, where one door closes, uh, if one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. You know, like, if if this is the CEO of one company, you know, chances are I'm not gonna work for that company if that's for how sure. he really feels. But you know what? In the end, it might turn out that he would need those people to work for just like look Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, doesn't like Mexican people, runs hotels or whatever. Who who do you think works in these hotels? Mattels, yeah, like, exactly. Like you know what? Like so, if you're gonna be one way, be straight up about it. You know, just be consistent. Yeah, be consistent <laughs> across the board. Yeah, which goes very well mm-hmm. with the book four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Yeah, you know what? If you're gonna say something, stand behind and it. Be about it. And be about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't say something again just to appease the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great looking black man and da 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 da. Meanwhile. You are the one yeah. who is who's all for the oh, KKK. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. There was one guy on that show. He was so emotional about it. He's like, why would you say that? And in my mind, I'm like, dude, good for you, man. You said it. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, it might be ignorant. It might be stupid, you know? But if that's how it really feels, then shit. 
at least you know you're going in your separate paths. You mm-hmm. know, this is what you stand for. That's what he stands for, and they don't intersect anywhere along the graph. You know, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I think where I sort of stand on the whole thing is I just feel like this law being passed and McGraw Hill taking up uh, this entire situation is just America trying to appease their white guilt, really, for all of the <laughs> atrocities that they've been responsible for. And like I think we've all sort of said um, mm. in unison, um, it's it's sad and it's really pathetic that that's the way it is. I honestly, I, I really truly feel as though if everybody, not just white people, but black people, white people, whoever, whatever race, were able to learn about what happened, like mm. literally down to the details of what happened, they can understand it, mm-hmm. like, you, like you said, Unicla, and they can learn from it and then try and apply certain things to make it never happen in the future at least mm, not totally. in your own lifetimes right because you when you learn from things you can prevent it in the future yeah. exactly stop it, stop it from happening in the future amen but in this case if you're blocking it from ever happening in these yeah. textbooks how are these people going to understand what ignorance looks like people kids we're talking about kids, kids. how the are next they generation yeah how are they going to understand <laughs> what ways are appropriate to behave mm. around people that races that you've never seen before never interacted before how there's no way to really understand that you know so i i feel like it's really really important that that's what from to me that's why I, black history month is so important. i think i, I think the, the, there's a flaw there in saying what way to behave there's no really way to behave around different races you know, there's just no, wait, way you, you said you said it's before you were saying something about it's a human problem. And what I mean by mm-hmm. a way to behave is mm-hmm. act like this person this green person, white person, Asian person, green person, or orange person, they're all the same. Yeah. Not this black person is different, so I'm gonna act different. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I mean oh, by okay, a way okay, to behave. Cool. You know, not like, oh, you have to act a special kind of way because yeah. this person's black. You yeah. have to be really nice to them because they're black. Not like that. Just it's more about equality rather than you know, setting this person apart because <laughs> that equality. Apart. I don't think look, look, look. There's yeah. an African saying like yeah. you know, freaking the fingers in your hand, they're not equal. They're not there's, equal. Totally. There's no, there's, you know, people fight. You know, there's this feminist movement. You know, <laughs> so I'll we're just, gonna get I'll to that. Trust me, it. we're getting to right, that. I'll, I'll hold back and let it simmer. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. let it marinate. <laughs> yeah, let it just. Okay, is there anybody that wants to kind of drop in any last two cents before we move on to the next topic? Well, going on about equality, I think that at the end of the day, we're all the same inside. We're all human beings, so it shouldn't matter if you're black or Asian (laughs) or green or orange. It shouldn't matter. I agree, it shouldn't matter. Like, we should all be treated somewhat the same, do you know what I mean? At least, like, like generally, like, given the same opportunities, spoken to the same in some sort of way and not you know, like being ostracized or whatever, or treated better because you're a certain race. Like, Hey y'all, so that was the end of part one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now part two is going to be coming out pretty soon, so stay tuned for that.